0: Star. Hi, welcome to Meet Me at the Movies. I am Noel T. Manning II. Really appreciate you spending time with us. Uh, if you're doing that through C19 TV, of course, that's where this uh, show is uh, created. Uh, if you're watching the broadcast, we thank you. And if you're watching the streaming Version of it through C19.tv. You can check out Meet Me at the Movies and several other shows. And if you're listening to the radio version of the podcast through WGWG.org, we thank you for that too. Uh, we, We say it all the time and we mean it. However, you decide to spend some time with us, we appreciate it. And we've got some other folks spending time with us today on the show. Uh, we've got Thomas Manning, uh, who is uh, written and directed by Quentin Tarantino, and we're uh, we're glad that he's uh, back with us. And uh, I've I've got an old friend, uh, a former student, and somebody that I'm just very happy to have on the show, and also a former co-host for Cinema Scene. We did that for a while together, uh, Mallory Moore. Mallory is one of the newest members of the North Carolina Film Critics Association. Mallory, good to see you again.
1: Thank you. Good to see you too.
0: So Mallory, we do this kind of meet-and-greet thing at the beginning, and Thomas, if you have any questions, you know, raise your hand, and I will ignore you. Um, And, uh, no, if you have questions, you're welcome to chime in and ask some questions as well. But um, this is uh, the time whenever we have somebody who's never been on this show before. It's the meet-and-greet time. It's where you get to share a little bit about who you are, your love of film, Um, what direction of of reviews do you like to go into are there certain filmmakers you're drawn to so we'll just kind of dive in and uh, and I'll ask some questions as well but we're glad to have you here and 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 if you if you would tell us a little bit about what it is about film that appeals to you and where did that love first start Mm -hmm.
1: yeah um, I think it started growing up, um, watching movies with my family, you know, that was kind of our go-to Friday night activity. Um, It was, you know, cheap. Of course now we have streaming services, but growing up we were very frequent customers at our local um, video store. So we would always, you know, rent a DVD or something for a weekend. Um, And in doing that, I became really interested in not just watching movies for entertainment, but talking about them afterwards and the kind of ritual of sitting down to watch a movie with your family and then discussing it. Um, I was really drawn to movie trivia and, you know, going on to IMDb after seeing a film and reading all of the behind the scenes facts about it. Um, I think what really made me want to pursue film criticism and Um, film studies in graduate school was, you know, in college, I was interested in a lot of different artsy type things. I was involved in music and literature. I wanted to be involved in visual art, but I can't draw at all. (laughs) So there you go. Um, But what drew me to film is that it's kind of a combination of everything. And that's what I've always appreciated about it. It brings together all of the best art forms into one. Um, and that's what made me want to pursue it and write about it and talk about it, discuss it. And yeah.
0: Well, good deal. Well, we're, we're glad you're here and we're, we're glad that you chose to go that route. And you also, we did not mention this before, but you also write for our, our good friend Douglas Davidson for Elements of Madness. And that's where people can find your work. And we're going to get a chance to let you tell us one of your uh, reviews as well. Thomas, I think you've got a question, don't you, bud?
2: Oh yeah. Uh, so like at what point growing up, did you kind of make the connection that certain films you appreciated more than others were from, you know, certain filmmakers, uh, did what point did you kind of latch on to your favorite directors or actors or writers?
1: Um, I think one of the first kind of directors I latched to, which you're wearing a very appropriate shirt for this was Quentin Tarantino. Um, just because he has such a, you know, specific style and it's, I think that he is kind of the gateway drug, so to speak, for a lot of movie fanatics. Um, um, I think that was probably my freshman year in college. I saw Pulp Fiction for the first time, and I was like, wow, this guy really has a specific style and aesthetic, and he seems to know what he's doing. So that was kind of that moment for me.
0: Are you finding yourself exploring more creative filmmakers now. And I know with uh, working with Douglas, you get a chance to really explore a lot of festival-type films and independent films. Are you finding yourself enjoying that? I know in grad school, you probably did some of that same thing.
1: Yeah, I think what I enjoy the most about watching these more independent festival films that you don't really hear about in the mainstream uh, media is that a lot of the directors and writers and filmmakers that I'm seeing, they're kind of at the beginning of their careers. They're just getting started. Um, I watched a film uh, earlier this spring um, called Crushed that I reviewed on Elements of Madness, and it was directed by a young woman. I believe she was, she's in her early 20s um, when she directed that, and so it's it's really cool and inspiring to see young people, people my age, you know, um, being so creative and putting their work out there. So I really enjoy that.
2: Yeah, like, oh,
0: sorry. Go, go ahead, Thomas. Go ahead, buddy.
2: Is there like a certain genre or, you know, director, filmmaker that previously you weren't a huge fan of, but maybe after getting into film studies and looking at things from a more critical perspective that you've grown to appreciate their work more?
1: Mm Hmm. I don't know about a certain filmmaker, but as far as a genre, I've gotten a lot more into horror recently. Um, And I think growing up, like I said, walking around the video store, I would see all the horror covers, um, and be totally freaked out and think horror is just disgusting. I never want to watch a horror movie. Um, But I had some good friends in grad school who were very into the horror genre and. You know, analyzing it as social commentary, um, commentary on mental illness, you know, there's so much that horror has to say, so many different topics it covers, and one of my quarantine activities was actually going through and watching all of these classic horror films that I'm embarrassed to say I've, I had never seen before, so I'm really appreciating that genre a lot more recently.
0: Well, I know one of your uh, major projects when when I got a chance to work with you was exploring the world of Frankenstein. Talk about mm-hmm. classic horror! And mm-hmm. uh, and and if I remember correctly, you also had a, a deep love for the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Is that mm-hmm. right?
1: Yeah, I I do. Um, any really any adaptation of a fiction or a play? Um, like I I think I mentioned I was an English major in college, so of course I love to read I love classic literature and I love to see how those those works get translated and changed onto film it's always really interesting
0: awesome well Mallory thanks for sharing a little bit about who you are and your love of film and uh, we're going to dive into a few movie reviews as we like to do right here on meet me at the movies and Thomas I think you got the first one and then we'll uh, we'll come to you Mallory for another one and then uh, hopefully I'll get a chance to get a review as well. And we do have a hot topic this week. We'll see if we get to it. So I'm not gonna tease it just yet. So uh, Thomas, uh, why don't you dive in and tell us about this uh, Real to Real Film Festival selection. Uh, And also you got a chance to uh, interview the, uh, I guess the writer, director and cinematographer for this as well. Oh yeah, that's
2: right. So this is a documentary titled Beyond Dreams. And uh, it's a story of this man, Roman Romancini. He's a Brazilian mountaineer, mountain climber, expedition, Guy and uh, he's been through so much, not just physically, um, you know, with the expeditions, but also in his personal life. He's battled cancer. He's also he was in a terrible bike accident during a training uh, run one time and broke his leg, almost died, almost lost, almost bled out, basically. And he had to overcome all of that, and um, he's become one of the most accomplished, um, you know, expeditioners in all of like Brazilian history. And uh, so this this documentary kind of details that story, directed by Rafael Duarte, who you mentioned. I had the privilege of interviewing, and just a remarkable story, not just in capturing his physical feats, but also his like mental and emotional and physical fortitude um, outside of his mountaineering. And um, the cinematography is just stunning, in so many ways. I was reminded of Free Solo. Uh, you know, the Oscar winning documentary from 2018, just with how breathtaking taking some of the shots were. And um, some of the like shots there on the actual expedition weren't from a professional cinematographer. It was just the mountain guide who was carrying a handheld camera and following Roman throughout this journey. And um, he just kind of had to be uh, kind of had to use instinct of when to film and when to not film um, because the director wasn't always there, like right there with them. So it's just pretty incredible everything they were able to bring together with pretty limited resources. And uh, it just blew me away on so many levels.
0: Yeah, this is a uh, film festival selection for the uh, Real to Real Film Festival that's uh, scheduled Currently for September uh, at the uh, Joy Performance uh, Center in Kings Mountain. And they're also going to have a companion virtual festival this year uh, that will have uh, the films there as well. So you'll have two different opportunities if you live outside of the area uh, of Kings Mountain, North Carolina. You can still participate in the virtual festival. Uh, Thomas, the documentary is called Beyond Dreams. Is that right? Oh, yeah, that's right. And what is your rating for this? If you give it a report card. Yeah, Solid A. Yeah. Solid A for Beyond Dreams from the uh, Real to Real Film Fest. You can check out a lot of other uh, films. You can check out the schedule there as well if you just go to realtorealfest.com. Or is it realtorealfilmfest.com, Thomas? Which is it? I don't
2: know. You're the, you created the <laughs> film fest <for> <laughs> All right. Well, I will. I'm
0: just the intern. So, <laughs> yeah. well, I'll make sure we get that right for you. Well, um, well, Mallory, let's dive in. And uh, and you've got a film called Archive uh, mm-hmm. that is uh, directed and written by the same individual.
1: Yeah, um, Archive. Uh, it's the feature um, film debut of writer-director Gavin Rothery. Um, he's served in a variety of different roles. Um, mostly art department on some other films, but this is his first feature directorial debut. Um, The sci-fi movie um, set in the year 2038, um, futuristic. It stars Theo James, who you may recognize from the Divergent series, as well as Stacey Martin and Toby Jones. Um, And in this film, Theo James plays a man named George who has been commissioned to create a humanoid A.I. unit, but just before the project begins, he loses his wife in an accident and so um, as he begins this work and trying to engineer some robots, he also tries to preserve the memories of his wife within this robot and sort of bring her back to life through these A.I. units that he is creating and so with archive you kind of get that classic narrative where there's an inventor protagonist who's trying to defeat death bring back his loved ones and sort of test the limits of human invention and technology kind of like with Frankenstein um but unfortunately with with this film it doesn't really do a whole lot new or unique with that narrative which I think is okay you don't always have to bring a whole lot new to the story except unfortunately the protagonist also isn't very well developed Um, he's kind of emotionally flat the film doesn't give us give a lot to connect to with this character but I will say one thing that it does really well is the cinematography the style and visual aspects um, which makes sense because like I said Rothbury has worked in the art department for not only films but video games so it would follow that in his film there's a lot of great visuals um A really cohesive style. Um, It felt very familiar. Like there were a lot of, I think, tributes to other classic sci-fi works like Star Wars, um, Guardians of the Galaxy, that sort of thing. So while it doesn't have the most interesting plot, it was a very beautiful film to watch.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Uh, So the film is called called Archive. (laughs) uh, And as you were talking through it, I kept thinking about Frankenstein. And Mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up. Because uh, it seems like you you found that similarity as well. So if you're going to give this a report card uh, grade from an A to an F, uh, where do you where do you end up on this one?
1: Um, I put it the B minus C plus range.
0: Okay, B minus C plus. The film is archive, and uh, that is available. I guess video on demand is that where people can find this?
1: Yep, it was released on I believe July 10th. So wherever you rent your streaming films online.
0: Awesome. Well, Mallory, thanks so much. And you can find the full review for that on uh, ElementsOfMadness.com and just look for uh, the work of Mallory Moore. Uh, I've got a documentary I want to tell you about real quick uh, before we uh, go to the break and come back with a hot topic. Olympia Dukakis uh, is an Oscar winner. Uh, Movie Moonstruck uh, with, uh, with Nicolas Cage and Cher and uh, Olympia is known for being an incredible stage actress as well as uh, a talent on film. She's done indie film, she's done feature film, she's done quite a bit. And she has got uh, a voice uh, and a face and a also just an, a purpose that you will not forget. Uh, when you hear her talk, you're drawn into her authenticity and uh, just her raw energy. Uh, There's a documentary uh, that kind of covers her life. Uh, It looks at it through her own words and also the words of friends and other filmmakers. And it's really a a story. If you talk about the story question, the story question is this lifelong search that Olympia has for finding out what her purpose is, why she matters, and, and where should she be in life. It's something she's always... Struggled with and this film does a nice job trying to do that. It also uh, starts out with this interesting and unconventional um, Narrative format that I really liked I was wondering where it was going to go it it had um, It had really incredible promise But then it got sidetracked and it almost felt like I was watching a director's rough cut where there were all these scenes that were thrown in and it, there was there were, it was almost like the director was struggling to find cohesion, uh, couldn't decide what to cut out, and just kind of left a lot of um, random, just disjointed uh, scenes and series of commentary in there. Um, that really took me out of it. I, I felt at one part I was looking like this at this um, e true Hollywood story hybrid with a um, a film festival director and creator that just didn't know quite what to do um, the film itself is a hundred minutes long and it, it did kind of have this feel of a family film or a tribute film um, but that was too long for something like this uh, they just kind of kept the camera rolling and hoping that some good things were happening and sometimes they were and sometimes they weren't uh, i noticed a good 30 minutes that probably could have been cut out of this film left on the cutting room floor Uh, But it was, uh, with all that said, it it was really marvelous to watch the life uh, and the voice of Olympia Dukakis, who I've known for for quite a while. You get to see some of her previous roles. You get to hear what she feels about life, what she's passionate about, uh, what she's engaged in, what she cares about. And the interviews with family, friends, and and colleagues, I thought were all all pretty good. But 90 minutes, just a little too much for something like this, unless you're a huge, huge fan uh, of Olympia Dukakis. A C-plus rating is about the best that I can give this uh, right now. Uh, The film is called Olympia. Uh, And you can check that out, video on demand. Uh, You are watching Meet Me in the Movies right here on C19 TV. I'm Noel T. Manning II, along with Mallory Moore and also Thomas Manning. Uh, We're going to come right back after the break. uh, And as we wrap things up, we're going to do a hot topic. And here's the tease for the hot topic. The hot topic is – what is the hot topic? Uh, Let me see. I've got so many of them. Okay, if you can – if you could remake, save
2: you, but yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. If you could remake any film, what would it be, and and maybe why? Uh, and if you want to throw in who would direct it and write it, you're welcome to do that. Is that are we right? Is that what we're doing? That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> All right, hang around after this quick intermission. We'll be right back with more. Meet me in the movies on C19 TV. They're gonna put me in the movies.
1: They're gonna make a big star out of me.
0: Hi,
2: everyone. At CCC, students are busy registering for the fall semester. We are staying flexible with how we offer classes in-person and online so we can meet students' needs and interests. Our team can help you enroll, apply for financial aid, register, and get the answers you need. We continue to monitor COVID-related news and do everything we can to safeguard the well-being of our students, employees, and visitors. So come join us, register now, and keep moving forward. Hey everyone, I'm Tim Wisher, Welding Instructor at Cleveland Community College and today I'd like to take a little time and tell you about what we do here. Welders are in demand. We offer a certificate program and we offer a diploma program. It takes about a year to come through our program. We offer morning and evening classes here at CCC. We have the lowest student to instructor ratio in the state. We do real life simulation. We do API 1104 downhill pipe welding. We also do D11 structural steel code and ASME welding as well. We have AWS certified welding inspectors on staff. If you want to learn more about our welding program, you can give me a call directly at 704-669-4077 or on the community college website at clevelandcc.edu. They're gonna put me
1: in the movies. They're gonna make a big star out of.
0: Welcome back to Meet Me in the Movies. I am Noel T. Manning II, hanging out with a uh, good friend, uh, Thomas Manning, uh, some guy I've known for uh, most of his life. And uh, Mallory Moore, a former student from Gardner Webb University who uh, went on and uh, achieved a master's uh, at the uh, University of Chicago. Is that correct? University of Chicago? Mm-hmm. Uh, pursued film studies there and is now uh, writing for Elements of Madness and is a new member of the North Carolina Film Critics Association. Uh, the hot topic this week, we're gonna look at uh, films that you would like to see remade or you would be okay if they were being remade. And, and we'll ask the question why, and if you wanna throw in anything else, you can do that as well. Mallory, we will put you on deck first and uh, give us some thoughts about what movie you would like to see remade and why.
1: Sure, um, so I, I do really like adaptations of classic works of literature. Um, particularly Shakespeare, and Shakespeare brought to the screen. One of his lesser-known um, tragedies, Titus Andronicus, was adapted to the screen in 1999, just called Titus, uh, directed by Julie Taymor. It had some great performances by Anthony Hopkins and Jessica Wang but I think it needed a little more work as far as translating a play to film. Um, it was very aesthetically ambitious and didn't quite come together. So I would love to see another go at that, another go at bringing Titus Andronicus to the screen. Um, And it is also one of Shakespeare's most violent works, which um, is probably why it's not, you know, studied in your Shakespeare classes as much in school. But that being said, I have been saying for a couple years now, I would love to see Quentin Tarantino take on Shakespeare with Titus Andronicus. I would love to see what he could come up with.
0: I knew you were going there. I knew you were going there, and and I echo that as well. Well, Thomas, what about you, buddy? What have you got on your list that you would not be uh, too disappointed if there was a remake of?
2: All right, so looking back to the late 90s and early 2000s, you had Guy Ritchie with Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels and Snatch two very uh you know British gangster flicks that are you know British all the way like everything about it um really kind of shows that mobster culture there and um so I think maybe bring in Josh and Benny Safdie the Safdie brothers who last year did uncut gems with Adam Sandler they also did good time with Robert Pattinson and bring them in and have them make Americanized versions of those on the kind of gritty and grimy streets of New York bring in Robert Pattinson, Oscar Isaac, Lakeith Stanfield, and Michael B. Jordan as your, you know, four main players. And just give them full creative freedom and have them go about it and do whatever the heck they want. It'll probably be really weird and (laughs) it wouldn't work for everybody, but I think I would absolutely adore it. So, I mean, and no disrespect to the Guy Ritchie's originals because like those are just fantastic, but like, if you brought it in and gave it more of that American focus, I would love it.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Good, good choices, Thomas. Good choices. Uh, Well, I'm going way deep and I'm taking a risk here. And uh, I am saying there's a film by Alfred Hitchcock. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this guy, Alfred Hitchcock, but he's a little bit of a legend in the film industry, and he we've known some of the films he's done, Psycho and Birds and Rear Window and so many others. But there was one that kind of gets lost in the shuffle uh, when people think about the best alfred hitchcock films and it's called rebecca from 1940 um it is a uh, kind of a psychological thriller and uh if you haven't seen it i encourage you to go back and see it but i think it's worthy of a remake just because of the type of film it is and ryan johnson would be my choice uh, as a director for this and uh you know he may want to add a little humor in it as well but uh, that's my uh, first choice for a remake, and we've got about three minutes, so we do have time. If you want to choose one more uh, remake to talk about and why, and Mallory, we'll go back to you.
1: Sure. Um, so another one that I've been thinking about: "1927 uh, Metropolis" by Fritz Lang, uh, foundational sci-fi uh, movie. Um, it's been almost a hundred years since it uh, came out. Um, I've been thinking about it a lot because one of the iconic shots from the beginning is when all of the workers in the city are entering into the factory and they're all kind of moving together as a machine and it's providing a commentary on work and people working in factories. I think that subject has been on a lot of people's minds recently in this pandemic, Um, thinking about essential workers, people working in retail and restaurants. Um, And I think it would be an interesting idea to remake that almost 100 years later, thinking about how work has changed and how we value work today. Um, I'd love to see our um, horror directors of the day, someone like Ari Aster or Jordan Peele, take it on to bring um, both the beautiful horror aspects as well as the social commentary that they're both so good at.
0: Beautiful, great choice. Yeah, amazing film. But yeah, that's that's from a, from a element of technology. Uh, I would love to see what could happen with with that film now. Thomas, going back to you, buddy, for uh, for one more.
2: All right. So yeah, looking back to the nineteen seventy six Best Original Screenplay winner, of the Oscars. You have Dog Day Afternoon from director uh, Sidney Lumet. Uh, I'm sorry, there was the cat. The cat. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. (laughs) We (laughs) wanted to make her.
0: We're gonna let you uh, gain some composure, just because uh, you need it. (laughs) I will. I'll throw one more in. There's a movie that uh, started a franchise uh, back in 1986, and it also uh, spun off basically a TV series. The movie was called Highlander, and uh, there were several sequels, uh, and the original was was. Quite well done. It was quite an interesting concept of immortality and uh, almost the Wolverine story that we've seen done, but it was done uh, in a slightly different way, that's for sure. Really loved that first uh, first movie. The the second one, I think it's Highlander 2. Um, It's listed on Rotten Tomatoes as one of the worst films ever, Uh, but the first one was quite amazing. I'd love to see that remade, especially with the technology that we have now, and I'd like to see Brad Pitt in the lead role, and I'd like to see it directed by Kenneth Branagh, because Kenneth Branagh can do—you mentioned uh, Murder in the Orient Express. I mean, Kenneth Branagh can do superhero films. He can do Shakespeare films. I don't think that he can't not do anything. Thomas, did you a have a that go That was ahead. a
2: triple negative actually, so it turned
0: around, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> well, we, we do have Mallory as the uh, English major, so I'm not sure. Did I make any sense at all, Mallory?
1: Yeah, I, I understood what you meant. <laughs> well, I had to figure it out. All
0: right. Well, we look forward to having you back sometime soon, Mallory. Thanks for uh, all that you do. It's really good to see you again. I'm glad we got a chance to spend some time together right here on meet me the movies you can email us at info at c19.tv you can listen to the podcast and the radio version wgwg.org and go to c19.tv for anything relating to c19.tv c19 tv and thomas you've got the movie quote of the week i think it comes from anakin skywalker attack of the clones is that right oh uh,
2: yeah yeah so it's a uh, i don't like sand it's coarse it's rough it's irritating and it gets everywhere Right. I'll score the dialogue right there. But, yeah.
0: <laughs> so until next time, I am Noel T. Manning II for Mallory Moore and for Thomas Manning right here on Meet Me in the Movies. And that is a wrap. Happy to
1: you Till we meet
2: again The summer wind Came blowing in from across the sea, it lingered there to touch your hair and walk with me.